Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter, producer for Decider.com. This week is a special All-Stars edition <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, welcoming back to the show, three-peat guest Sam Walker and... Duopoly guest? Du- Duosus. <laughs> Ricky Purden. Hi, Sam and Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Brad. Hi. How's it going? It's, Great. It's going. Yeah, so the last time... So, me and Ricky talked about Adam's Family yes. over a year ago. Yes. Well, um, not last... October 2017. Oh. so far ago. God. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then <laughs> I put Sam through a weirdo sitcom gauntlet... <laughs> Of watching a Bewitched episode where Darren got magical, thought he had magical powers, mm-hmm. and then a Brady Bunch episode with a UFO scare. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but we saw so many amazing outfits. Yeah, it was a lot of really great amazing outfits. And it then, was great. For this one, I was like, okay, well, what's a show you actually want to watch? Oh, Brady Bunch and Bewitched are great shows. Yeah. Those are oh, they're great. Very yeah. weird episodes. Yeah. Even though I'm not, I'm not so sure that the one we watched tonight is not as weird as those in its own way. <laughs> it's not. We'll it's weird it. in its own way. Uh, yeah, this week we're traveling to May 23rd, 1993. Sliver rolled the box office. <laughs> That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson topped the charts. And Fox aired the Married with Children episode, The Proposition. Sam and Ricky, you must have seen The Proposition before today. Yes. I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. I've seen it so many times, because there's a gag that happens in it that I remember now I definitely could quote from memory. Oh, which one? Really? It was when Kelly keeps passing out. Oh, right. And 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 Bud is like, I got you, Kel. And then and then he like giggles in this like mischievous like little elf way that cracks me up so much. It's so funny. So I've seen that bit over and over and over and over again. So I must have seen this episode several times. So were y'all married with children? Did y'all grow up in married with children families? Yes. Like it was allowed in your house. Yes. It it was. And then and then Simpsons came on, and I remember in the fifth grade, telling my mom. I wanted to watch The Simpsons, and she was like, you can't, because Bart doesn't respect his family. He's mean, to, he's mean to his parents. And I was like, well, Married Children is like that, too. And then she goes, okay, you can't watch Married with Children anymore. No. Oh, And what? I ruined it for myself. Oh, no! And, I, and then I shut up immediately. I was like, oh, I was, I was, I was just talk about this for a second. 
just let's give it a couple of days and we'll talk about it. So I almost ruined it for me, myself, but uh, I couldn't watch Simpsons, but I could definitely watch Mary Show, which in hindsight makes no sense. No, not at all. Because the Simpsons are fake, uh, not real. Right. Yeah. And, and also, but, I think the Simpsons probably has more tenderness. A hundred percent. There's heart in there yeah. a lot. It's yeah. true. But like, I... Because I we watched Married with Children, and I feel like we watched it like as a family, oh, like wow. as a family show. Yeah, because like, and rewatching it, I'm realizing because um, I know other kids weren't allowed to watch like Simpsons I was not allowed and to watch Roseanne. either of those. Yeah, because Did you watch Roseanne. No, well, Roseanne, Simpsons, and Married with Children were like the three shows that I could not watch. What, I was not allowed to. What watch. grade were you in at the time that like Married with Children and Simpsons? was I was on. born in '84. Okay, so it was like, it was like fourth. Third. I mean, in '93, I'm nine. I am turning nine. Yeah, this when this episode aired, I right. was basically nine, uh, and I wasn't allowed to watch any of them. Well, what else were you not allowed to watch when you were a kid that you remember? Just now? those three. That's it. And Ren and Stimpy. My parents didn't want me to watch oh, Ren and Stimpy. I watched all of these shows yeah. a lot. The yep. connecting the connecting thread for my censorship was Fox. Like I remember at the time, ABC, NBC, CBS. Like those were networks. But Fox came out and was like, uh, we're a keg party next door. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, we're going to get nuts all night long. You don't know what's going to A boob could pop out. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. And so the commercials were intense and it was nuts. And so I think my, my mom was like, no, you can't watch anything on this network. Yeah, really. has, so like that, because I remember Fox... So Fox debuted, like, basically it's like, oh, it's a new network? Yes. Like, we've had these three for... 40 years. Yes. Here's a fourth one now. It yeah. has Arsenio. Yes, Arsenio. And like, That's in yeah. Living Color. It was... In Living Color. And yes. Married with Children... Married with Children and... Married with Children was, I think, the first show. I think... It was I, the Fox's like first... Like, first original Like, show. that and the... Um, fucking... What's her name? Oh, oh, um... Tracy jo- Ullman. Oh, oh, Tracy Ullman and... and Joan Rivers and, had a late and night show. And Joan Rivers had a late oh, night yeah. show. Mm-hmm. That went away. But Tracy Ullman, you're right. Tracy Ullman and... Because Simpsons Mary was a spin-off of that. So, like, but, the Mary... And Mary with Children as a show is... Knowing that it debuted in, like, 86? 86, like Spring yeah, 86, yeah. I think? Yeah. It, uh, it also blows me away that, like, this is season seven we're going to be talking about, and it's 1993. I know. I did not I did not realize that it started that, like... Early? early. I was yeah. like, God, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it started, and you can definitely see this is... I often call the 80s a wasteland of sitcoms. <laughs> because I don't really care about family sitcoms. Right. So, like, workplace. And 70s is a heyday of, like, workplace sitcoms. Yeah, right. The 80s is, like, Growing Pains, all the TGIF stuff starts, yeah. uh, Family Ties, Cosby Show. It's... Yeah. Is uh, and so married with children, you can definitely tell, is, like, the Fox is like, yeah, we'll do a family sitcom. Yeah. And they and he sticks his hand down his pants and there's slime all over the opening <laughs> credits for some reason. Yes. <laughs> it's like it is more aggressive than Roseanne. Right. Yes. Yes. Well it's also it's more aggressive, but it's also wacky. Oh, like God. it's, it's yeah, not it's a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, it feels like family guy. Yeah. Like it's so and I feel like that's why like we it was fine to watch and no like my parents just thought it was funny because it was just so wacky. Like and I remember knowing as a kid, like I was not I did not feel like I, you know, these were cool people to emulate. No, it was no. like, these are clearly TV ridiculous, Dumb-dumbs. like, monsters. Yeah, like, monsters. Does, so, like, for me, growing up, being born in 84 and growing up with Fox being this aggressive button pusher, like, Cops was on. Cops. Yes. Do you, like, I still, you know, it is 2019. 
Fox is now like a norm. Like, mm. but Fo- does Fox still hold a little bit of like sauciness? I think so. I for think for people bit. that are our age that knew when it started and how like taboo it was. Well, I, like, I feel like. Sorry, I, I feel like Tim Allen has that one show that was on like CBS or whatever. It was on ABC. Now ABC. it's on Fox. Last and then when it got standing. to Fox, it was like now you've got some Red Bull and. Uh, a cigar and some uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, Tim Allen, get nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think Fox thinks that they are, I think Fox still thinks they hold that, that still like, like thing. Edgy. And I think we, as people who grew up with him, know just that Fox just doesn't have good taste. Because yeah. there's so many good shows that go to Fox and then die. The Mick! Why did you cancel The Mick? The Mick or Mick. Firefly. Yes. Or like that one show Drive. With, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Nine, they killed that. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, which I, is back in its rightful I home. I can't believe that was on Fox. It's I know. Nuts. It's not a Fox show. It was going to be an well, NBC show. It's like New Girl was on Fox. Which yeah. is, I love New Girl. It's one of my yeah. favorite shows. But it's like that is a weird tonal. Yeah. But I still think of Fox as being the home of Married with Children and The Simpsons, which is still the home of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And it will be, I guess, until the end of time. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I haven't watched I think that, you know, no one. <laughs> so this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about the Married with Children episode, The Proposition. It is the 26th episode of season seven. Wow. Plus 26 episodes in a season. That is ridiculous. Episodes. And was written by Arthur Silver and directed by Jerry Cohen. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. When Coco, a cosmetic millionaires and former girlfriend of Al's, arrives, she makes an indecent proposal by offering Peggy $500,000 for one night with Al. Mm. Ricky and Sam, how accurate is that description? That's very perfect. accurate. Yeah. That's perfect. The only thing it doesn't describe is that Al, at one point, spills soda on his pants. Uh-huh. Right? Everything else is Also, is it one night, or does she want him to go on a whirlwind? I, yeah, I thought she was buying him as a husband. I think I the, what, what I got was that she wanted him to go away with her, and he was like, I can't. And then she was like, all right, I want to take you for one night. Okay. And there like, was a little bit right, transactional right. that I didn't pick up on. Yeah. And the, the overall aesthetic of the show reminds me, now in hindsight, of that... Nickelodeon show you can't do that on television. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where like everything's really like uh, kitschy and like kind of gross and like old patterns. It's and, a like, brown and yellow show. Yeah, and there's like slime. Like, yeah, you said, and the logo. And, like, yeah, let's talk. Like, a so the opening credits of the show. Don't understand them. Is so being a kid, I wasn't on the Watch Mary with Children, but I've seen like the first two seconds of it a yeah. bajillion times because that's mm-hmm. before I could change the channel. Right. <laughs> but just, then but like it hits you so mm-hmm. in the face of just like an old timey song, but what hits is like married slam with children the oh, green slime, slime over and it and there's a fountain and like a sky shot of like a highway yeah. and then the first thing you see is uh, Ed O'Neill sticking his hand down his pants while watching TV which I have tried <laughs> several dozens of times and I don't know what that's supposed to imply is he trying to touch his wiener I think or is he just, has an itch is that where he puts his hand I think that's where the he puts his he can, his pants are high the farthest he can get down is maybe the top of his pubic hair. I just always figured like he was itchy and just and was gross. And he's, he just puts his hand in there. I don't know what he's doing. Is he keeping it warm? I've never understood that. I think is it just comfort? Maybe it's maybe it's like a, instead of a pocket. I feel like that's just like kind of a universal like I'm a man and I'm gross. Like, yeah. I don't know if it has any intention like other than that. Couch. Yeah, I think that like, might I'm be. Put my hand there. Anyways, yes. I, I am. I am f- Fascinated that all three of us have lived with this for thirty years, and we're <laughs> no now have like kind of yeah. different takes did, on. Yeah, are UFOs real? And did <laughs> what did, does the hand did Al Bundy try to touch his wiener <laughs> with his hand? Yeah. But yeah, I remember because like so I watched the show a lot, and you know it was like a fine show, and we would watch it and whatever. But I do remember every time the credits would come on. 
feeling a little icky gross. because of, oh, yeah. the song sounded weird the slime was weird he put his hand in his pants yeah. you just you just felt a little unsettled like, it's it like, like very unsettling it's kind of so like i said this about the cheers theme song is similarly unsettling because it's like why is it like 1901 <laughs> everything is brown the song is so sad but then it gets like nostalgic and you feel emotions yeah. and yeah. then it's like and then this is just like is why why is there slime and why is there a carriage and the song yes. is like it's very catchy. The carriage. I've thought about those lyrics dozens and dozens. Right, of here's times. the other thing: having never watched a show as a kid, the title of it, "Married with Children," always yes. made me think that it was a step by step dealie oh. where they literally got married but already had children, and had kids. Oh. Like the son was his and the yeah. daughter was hers. Right. I honestly think I might not have realized that they're both their children. Yes. Until late last year when it was added to Hulu and I had to write about it for work. <laughs> I think I might have operated with this fake notion. I mean, that's fine because it's like, I mean, because when you watch the show, clearly they're both their children. But like, Peg and Kelly have such that like, yeah. look. And then Al and uh, Bud? Bud, yeah, have, they look like, they clearly each yeah. go together as sex. And also the title, married, they, they got married with children. Yeah. I don't really understand. I, yes. You know what? Now in hindsight, I've never thought about this before. They <laughs> must have had kids out of wedlock and then... Oh, is that other... No, I, I, no, no, no. I just always took it as like as like your status. Yeah. Like you're either you're, you're single, married, you're married, or you're married, 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 married with children. children. So like, kind of, like a See, census? Again, yeah. we all three have <laughs> lived with these different ideas <laughs> of what the <laughs> What a fucking riddle this show was. <laughs> it's so deep. <laughs> but yes. So the episode begins and they're in the dark and you get a um a runner. So I this is another just general like we're going big macro. Yeah, let's go macro. The sh- the audience for this show is rowdy as fuck. I yes. this is the I so I always thought that step by step, and this is the thing that I've thought about off obviously, the step by step had the rowdiest audience mm-hmm. in TV because Anytime a cute boy walks in, you're hearing the woos. <laughs> Anytime there's a kiss, you're hearing the oohs. Yeah. They just are thirsty for it. This audience, it's honestly like they're shooting a Springer in front of a uh, shooting a sitcom in front of a Springer audience. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels like, like a Jerry Springer. It feels like you're at a bar. Yeah. And instead of the Super Bowl, everyone's watching their Yeah, yeah, and they are into it. And so yeah. anything so in is kind of horny. Everyone fucking like freaks out. Yeah, they lose their mind. Like. Like, there's just so many, like, there's whistling. I think even at the beginning, you hear an audience member go, woo! Yeah! Like, barking! Like, it's so weird! So the beginning of it is that they're in the dark, and you're hearing, like, oh, the God can put it in, like, um, you know, take your time. I know what I'm doing. I don't feel it. It will. You just have to be patient. (laughs) Well, I don't want to be disappointed again. (laughs) Any minute now, trust me. I know how this works. Al, you did it. You did pay the electric bill. It's like, I don't think that if you go back knowing that and listen to the conversation... It doesn't it make, make it make any sense. It doesn't make... Yeah, I, I definitely not paid like the cable bill on time, but you have to call and get it paid, and then it comes back on again. Like, he's like, yeah, I told you I paid the electric bill. Like... When did it happen? They're obviously in bed, so it's nighttime. Like, 
when when did the transaction of money to electricity happen so that he could be like, see, told you. This is very confusing. Maybe yeah, did he like prepay the electricity and say like, turn it on at like 11 And we need to turn it on at this exact moment. <laughs> 9.15, we're going to be in bed. Because we need to then immediately go to sleep. <laughs> yes, yeah, they go to sleep right away. And then they double down on the whole like, you know, sexual entendre. And yeah, like, like, ooh, you're ready to do it. And then they like, do what we always want to do. And then they just... Go to their opposite sides of the bed, turn off the lights, and go sleep. to sleep, and it's yeah. like, Peg, you're still touching me. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> but I think it also touches on what the show... The show is a cousin to shows like Roseanne in that it's like a working class dude, uh-huh. but it's a cartoon version of that. <laughs> and he's constantly dealing with money problems, and it speaks to like the premise of this episode in general, which is like... They get presented with $500,000 for your, your dad to sleep with this lady. Like, yeah, that could change our lives. But they don't really talk about how it could change their lives. It's just, like, very greedy. Oh, you they, know, they, yeah. yeah. And so, like, the show the show talks, the show speaks to an audience who have the same issues that a Roseanne audience would have to deal with, but deal with the jokes and the situation in a much more raunchy way. Yeah, they just, like... A broad way. Yeah, we yeah. have those problems. We don't really want to think about it. I don't want to talk about... Yeah, I don't Whereas actually... Whereas Roseanne's like, no, we're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you can't go to college. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. You're going to D- feel something. D- <laughs> DJ keeps going to the bathroom to masturbate for hours at a time. Let's <laughs> Is talk that about an episode? Yes. Mentioned a co- yeah, he hangs out in the bathroom like for hours oh, right. sometimes. I think I remember that. But like, it's like a joke, but like in this, it's like cartoonishly like, we're very poor, yeah. and we have nothing in our house, and nothing to look forward to in our futures... But don't really think about it. Think about this goofy, like, cartoonish <laughs> version of it. So I, I love this episode speaks to a lot of those points. Yeah. So the kids break in or bust into the room uh, to, to like, tell them to turn on TV because there's a woman on TV who says that she went to Polk High with, like, you know, the parents with the, with the Alan same Peggy. year, yeah. Um, and they turn on the TV and it is a... <laughs> the first thing you see <laughs> is, like, a, is a pretty woman in, like, a pantsuit, miniskirt pantsuit kind of thing. And the first thing I think the talk show host says is like, stand up! Yeah. Look at her! Let's look at her. Turn around! <laughs> and, the audi- and that's another point where like the live audience goes crazy! Yeah. And I didn't realize, it made a little bit more sense, because I did not realize who the woman was, but it's Vanna White. Yeah, we love fortune. made a lot more sense why everyone was excited. But yeah, the outfit she's wearing is just... The dowdiest, yeah. saddest, like, skirt, pantsuit <laughs> thing, and, like, pearls, and it's just so frumpy and looking. It's like, it's like you can't see her body at all. No. Curves, yeah. And you realize that there, so he's doing the whole, like, get up and give us a spin because she's, like, a lifestyle guru type person with, like, health and beauty products Makeup that are... Makeup and lotions. Va- like, yeah, it's a kind of a vague thing. But then she also mentioned something about, like, did she imply that people get liposuction and she makes money Yeah, yeah, that? or something about, like... And that she suck does, it all too. Out. She's like, I can eat anything I want, then I just suck it out. It's like a really broad and, 90s joke. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. And so he realizes, like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's not Coco, that's... Whatever her name is. I uh, can re- oh, it was some crazy name. L- Linda like, Blanc. Yeah. It was like Helen Gerbelflob. Gerbelflob. Yeah, something weird. It was, yeah. yeah. He's like, we used to date. You really know her, Al? Well, I don't want to say anything in front of the kids, but she, uh... <laughs> She co-piloted the Starship Bundy a couple of seasons. Which is a great lie. <laughs> I've never heard that metaphor. And also, I feel like that metaphor is very weird for Al Bundy to make. Yeah. See, I mean, is he watching Star Trek The Star Next Generation, Generation at this time a lot? He's like, I'm a Deep Space Nine fan. Wait, who was the pilot on Next Generation? Next Generation's pilot was Data, no? Was, was it, it Data? Data? 
I, I assume. Because he's always like... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. What, what does Riker do? He's the... He's, he's, the, he's number one. Yeah, he's number the... One. He's number one. Second he's command. the Spock, but Spock was also a science officer. Yeah. Yes. Riker was there for smoldering. Wait, was there no science officer on Next Gen? Was Data not the science officer? Maybe Data, Data was the science, science officer. officer. What was Jordy that? was engineering. Who, what was, what was, uh, Ralph, or what was his name? Worf was security. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> Ralph, Ra- Ralph. Ralph was playing piano with Guinan. Yeah. He's a Muppet. <laughs> He's a Muppet. So basically, original series, Al Bundy had sex with, uh, Sulu. Right? <laughs> so Sulu was the pilot of... Sulu was the pilot originally. You're absolutely yeah, right. So there absolutely you go. Right. That's yeah. what I was trying to get <laughs> Anyway. Sulu. Uh... So basically, like this is this scene is just a setup that like Coco is a person that exists and at one point had sex with Al and no one believes him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the next day at his work and the first thing we hear is like, "Stop! He stole my lunch!" And then we see Al running as fast as he can into the shoe store, at the holding mall. like a cup and a subway sandwich yes. right yes like he yes. just and then ducks behind the counter so that no one can see him and the cops run by from their <laughs> with their the guns out because <laughs> they're gonna shoot the guy who took the subway sandwich yeah <laughs> so is this something that he uh, does he often steal there's a whole lot of like they're starving jokes in this there episode. are a lot well there are oh, a lot okay. in the series like he there are episodes where they they go without eating there was an episode where I remember uh uh, Bud and Kelly uh, find out that there's an M&M that fell behind, underneath the oven and they start fighting over it. Like, they're so hungry they're fighting over an M&M that fell beneath That's the oven. It's dark, it's, sad. It's dark, sad stuff. And so, the, <laughs> it, like, they gen- generally okay. as a joke to show how poor they are, they don't eat. And so Al stole someone's food. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So that's not so that that is not just them specifically trying to play this up for the Coco storyline. No, this is just the thing they do. Yeah, all the they time. Yes. just are poor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're very poor. Uh, and so, Gosh. the very first customer of the day is Coco. She yeah, walks in. She walks in, and she doesn't want a bogo, a shoe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. I worked at a Payless shoe source, so... A BOGO. Yeah. I, uh, I know my BOGOs. I know, I know my BOGOs. I know how to, uh, you know, you gotta display the shoes correctly. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hated that job. <laughs> awful six months. Oh, no. Um, uh, but yeah, so she... And she just wants him. Yeah. And it's, like, not explained why. Yeah. It's just she's got, like, laser focus, like, proton torpedoes aimed right at him. It's also mm-hmm. not explained why she's in town. Like... She the where last they, yeah she was on TV she where was on television live? the night before I want to say it's Illinois but I don't know why but it's I not say like that. they don't live in like a suburb of New no. York or LA no, no they live like it's like somewhere in middle America but they just gloss right over the fact that she was just on television the night before and, and it wasn't a local day, talk show no no and the next day she's in his shoe store she found him this is before yeah. Google. <laughs> or yeah. Yahoo or Ask Jeeves. I mean, to be fair, like, because he's still in his hometown, right? Sure. But how does she know that he works at the shoe store? Right. How did she find him? This is true. Did she just go to every store in town? Well, she's I just, rich. She's yeah, she's rich. <laughs> she also, like, I mean, she would know people he knows. Her finding him is not weird to me. Her Char- being in town the next day after being on TV is like, weird Char- to me. Also, it's like, well, I must see Al Bundy, but I have to do this TV show first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, wait, did we give a reason like why she suddenly realized she needed? Because like, uh-uh. like uh, what? What? 
What was her trigger for now suddenly needing Al Bundy oh, back in her life? Something about like she's going on a trip. She's gonna be away for a minute, I believe. Yeah, she wanted. She just her her hormones were. Oh, okay. Calm. <laughs> just, I don't know. Got it. Can we talk for a second, real quick though, about uh, malls in sitcoms? Please. Every time a mall would show up in like the Married Children show or Roseanne, I was always like, as a kid at home who didn't get to go to the mall that day. I'd be like, man, I'm gonna go to the mall. I want to go to that mall. Yeah. And I always felt cool, like that stores were set in malls, like in in television shows, because I felt like, oh yeah, they're just like me, but also I'm kind of at the mall right now because I'm watching this scene at the mall. It's kind of fun. It is, I always feel like malls on sitcoms are where you're seeing what the line is for um, set design on a sitcom, what it's <laughs> capable of pulling off. Yeah. Because malls malls and sitcoms always look. Tables are sparser. They're yeah. not really like laid out the way it not would be. Yeah, I will. I will say that the Al Bundy shoe store, probably because it was a regular set they were in. Yeah, most every episode they yeah. could miss the time. But like an episode of like Full House where they go to the mall, it's like you're seeing some tables with some folded sweaters on them yeah. that for some reason like lead directly into the outside area. Right. Where people, and then there's like right. a and there's like a hot dog and a stick place behind it. It's like no mall has a food court. <laughs> Inside yeah. of the J.C. Penny, that right. is also where the old men sit on the benches. Right, but it's yes, like yes. you know, we got to fit all on the stage. Everything on top of <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's an ep- there's a two parter of Saved by the Bell, the Christmas episode where they get jobs, where they all get jobs at the mall. What? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that mall is actually kind of okay because they were like, well, we're spending two episodes here, so, right? You know, right, right. Well, double the money. I remember like whenever Roseanne, whenever they would go to the mall, there was this, like, like one store, especially early on, where it yeah. was like. Like maybe pink, and then had like that yeah. wire metal wrap. So they work at a the lunch the lunch pail or whatever the lunch box in, is in. It's a, basically like a diner inside of a Macy's. Yeah, inside yeah. Of, yeah. it's like G- that. I don't understand. I've was, never was like, in my if life. You're shopping at J C Penney's and you get real tired. Yeah. of smoking and shopping. You can swing by and get a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> I don't Wait, never experienced that before. Wait, that just reminds me of something. Back to Married with Children. Back to the opening <laughs> when when. Like, Peg is making salad in yeah. the kitchen. She's, like, smoking. And I remember <laughs> that also grossing me out. Well, so this is the season seven, right? Yeah, season, season seven. seven. Their original opening has her smoking a cigarette, and she's got long uh, ash on it. She has an ash it for a minute, and it falls into this, the salad, and she goes, she just shrugs, like, oh, and then Ugh, continues to make that. Gross. So you saw, the, you saw the truncated version of it. <laughs> Anyways. So Coco wants some uh, Al Bundy loving. Yeah. Uh, Starship. So I like that. Basically, his whole thing is like, I want you to come home and tell my family all about the sex stuff or something. Like, just tell my family. He basically is like, I need yeah. you to come and just tell my children about how we used to have sex, yes. which yes. I feel like is a thing that most TV dads would not want. No, right? Like, it, yeah, it was. It's kind of like I, I guess in his weird flawed logic, I could understand being like, come tell my wife that I used to have it, even though we all went to high school together. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, she should know. But yeah, also being like, tell my kids. And even then, I could be like, tell my son? I yeah. guess you're proud, but tell your daughter. Come on, man. I mean, also it's weird. Can we, David Faustino plays Bud, right? Yes. yes. How old is he supposed to be? Because why does he have a full beard? I know. At this point, like... Is he... The, what, okay, this is season seven. So they should both be... Maybe even out of college by this point. I, th- I want to say he's out of high school at this point. And he's got that like uh, chin strap beard. Yeah, it is. Like, it's like a chin strap yeah, beard. Yeah, it's a beard beard. And it's a beard, beard, but it's like it's sad. It's not a good beard. And at one point he he becomes like a rapper. I think he calls himself like 
Grandmaster B or something like that. <laughs> because course. in real life, Faustino wanted to be a rapper. Of course. And anyways, like, it's all... The, and I think in later seasons, they revealed that that was actually a dream season or something like that. Here's my point is, he's, like, so <laughs> desperate and sad. Uh, his character, I mean, not David Faustino. He might be a very nice man. But, like, at the time, he, I think he's supposed to be, like, 21. Think... But he looks like he's, like... Yeah. 28, 30. Yeah. At that point. And it's, it's crazy. It's so, it's also, it's just so weird. It's a season seven. So when you do a family sitcom, you have this weird ticking time bomb of yeah. children. Yeah. Because you know, like, once you get past season four, you're going to have to deal with the oldest kids going to college. Right. How are you going to deal with that? Right. And it's, like, Full House looked out, and like, I think DJ's senior year of high school is the last season. Oh. So it's like, they never had to worry oh, about right. it. Like, they really, but like, this, like, this show ran for, I think, 11 years. Yes. Yeah. And, I watched this episode. I was under the impression that Bud and Kelly were in high school still. I think they both have graduated by this point. But because they're so poor, yeah, they're not going to school. No. It's just like, we're going to stay home with mom and dad. And they have jobs? Our lives. I, think they ha- I think they have jobs at different points, right? Like, I feel like I they remember Kelly do. having jobs. They definitely do, yeah. Because I'm going to... Okay, so... As much as I didn't, as much as I knew these people were not people to look up to, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh-oh. Like I loved Kelly. Uh-oh. I wanted. I loved her outfits. I loved her hair. I oh, thought she was fun. She's got some cool outfits in this episode. Yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah, You're right. So like I Christina remember. Applegate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like she. It's just. It's it's just her. I just want to be Christina Applegate. Why is that so wrong? I don't <laughs> That's understand. Not. That's not. It's also. Did they also stay throughout the entire run, or did they leave at the end? Were they in all eleven seasons? Uh, they were, I, yeah. They were all there the whole time. That's they, also wild. They wouldn't always show up in every episode. I think Al is the only one who showed up in every single episode. Yeah. But yeah, by the end, uh, they're still around. I, I want to say at one point Kelly moves out, but yeah, I think Bud moves into the garage or the basement for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love a good character moving rooms. Yeah. episode. Yeah. So Coco comes back. Basically, like Al goes home and he tells him like she's coming and she's bringing pizza and they're all like fucking like. What are you talking about? Of course, she you're pizza. crazy. Are you me? And then she shows up with the pizza. pizza. Al immediately, like, he takes the pizza and just starts eating it immediately. Yes. And then everyone has a, like, beginning of 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey, like, <laughs> chimps around the obelisk, like, yeah. reaction to Coco. Smelling her. <laughs> like, so... Bud starts, like, you think, he, like you, you think he's, like, looking at her ass, but then you realize, like, he's just, like, touching. Getting near her legs and then touching them, and it's like weirdly not sexual. It's weird. It's, just, there's so many. So like, you, at first you think, oh, he's being a creeper. He's looking at her legs. Oh, right. he's touching her legs. That's so gross. But then he says, uh, her stockings are made of real silk. It's like, oh no, he was just touching to see if the stockings are made of silk. And then both Peggy and Kelly start doing both it too. Do it. And it's yeah. like, well, that makes it less creepy. Yeah. It makes it really less creepy that all three of them are groping her legs. Well, it makes and then it... she's like, they're not even stocking. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is my skin. It makes it less creepy that they all do it, but it also just makes it so weird. And I feel like they did that kind of thing all the time. Like, they become sort of, like, really animalistic, right? Like, about oh, yeah. certain things. If someone shows up and has a thing, and they, yeah, they will start, like, surrounding them like apes. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> if you've got a television, or you have a nice jacket, or you've got a... You get the smell of something that's better than their lot in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they circle you and start smelling you. And I think that's again back to the joke of like their uh, social standing and that and people who were maybe in the same working class situation watching the show on Fox 
would laugh at that because it was a cartoonish version of them actually wanting real stuff in life. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, oh, I remember when that neighbor came over and we just like smelled her legs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some weird families found some heroes on this show. <laughs> so th- at this point is when uh, Al Bundy calls himself an OCD. Oh. On one, one cool, cool dude. dude. Yeah. Which was pretty yeah. uh, pretty cool. He eats, a bunch of che- he eats a bunch of cheese pizza. He has a bunch of cheese on his face. Yeah. She eats the cocoa, eats the cheese off his face. So which is romantic. So weird. Which oh, gross. I can't handle. I just like the producers being like, "All right, Vanna White, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a piece of fake cheese hanging off of his face. You have to grab it and then eat it." And it was like a two-inch piece of like oh no, yeah, like not cheese. So this is now like uh, I don't can't tell if this makes me have more or less respect for Vanna White kind of simul first of all it's just like oh she would do this but then oh she would do this yeah right I, I, but like, it's like yeah it's, I kind of wonder like why did she do this yeah, like, like was she I trying think, to expand her acting career I think at one point she was I think at one point she was also in Playboy oh, oh. I, I think it might have been around the same time where oh. she was, was like, it like a, was it like a centerfold like was she naked or was she just like one of the women in it uh, 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 and she you was know this because of your extensive childhood history with <laughs> my, yeah, my, my, my playboy experience as a child <laughs> she was like when they not a centerfold where they have like the her li- likes and dislikes and her interests and she wait likes, hold on that's a part of the centerfold there, there's this oh yeah in playboy when you're <laughs> wait, a centerfold if you're, if you're like Miss July there's a whole like uh, section where you fill out a questionnaire, which is like, "What were you like in high school? What's your favorite hobby?" And people would be like, "Riding horses on the beach, like the backs of X Men training cards." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How, it's how, the same thing. How, yeah. How how great are you were tacticianing? Are you how strong are you versus clocks? What's your energy projection? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you fold out. But then there's other sections that are features. Sometimes that'll be like. The girls of the Big Twelve, and it'll be like girls who went to school at the Big Twelve colleges, uh, or a celebrity. So Shan are, are the centerfolds are naked, right? Yeah, but yeah. are all the rest of them naked? Yeah, all, well, back then they were. Yeah, and so this was a big deal. It was like Vanna White, who's like a girl next door. I don't know if Pat Sinjak would be would be fine with this. <laughs> yeah, I think he had to suck it up. And it was just like, oh, this is kind of saucy now. And she had this like image of this perfect, mm-hmm. nice yeah. girl. Turns letters for a living. So then she's in Playboy, and then she's in Married with Children, doing all kinds of, like, wearing, like, skimpy outfits. Which yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, we're getting to that. Yeah, we yeah. that so I think this is a period where she was kind of reinventing herself a little Wild. bit. Wild. Yeah, yeah. So this is when we get um, a truly, like, perfect example of sitcom writing that you talked about earlier where so like what like someone says about like i want to have sex with al i want to buy al or whatever yeah then kelly does the like everything tastes better from al's mouth <laughs> catch me bud i think i'm gonna fade <laughs> okay kill <laughs> And then, like, a little bit more business. Yep. Someone says something else. And then Kelly's like, I'm going to faint, et cetera. And it's like, so, Kelly's so dumb. She's going to fall again. Yeah. yeah. And so then I think the act break of the of it is then her being like, I'll pay $500,000. And then everyone faints. Yes. Faints out. Yeah. And it's just like, that's perfect. Yes. yes. It's, I was, like, waiting for the third. Because they did one. I thought that was funny. They did two. I thought that was, okay, good. And I was like, well, rule of threes. It's, yeah, like, right. classic. Yeah. After yeah, you yeah, a third yeah. one. And the fact that they did a third one that also heightened to everyone fainting was like, right. that's good. Yeah. Good. Good yeah. job. Good job, yeah. people. On board. So, yeah, she makes... 
she makes the offer of five hundred thousand dollars. So yes. much money back then too. Which I mean, oh god. Well, yeah. also like I mean, if you're like a poor family, like that's everything. That's like, I mean, that's, that's that's a hell of a lot of money now. Yeah, twenty nineteen. You could so. leave, leave your current house and move into a new house in a different state. I mean, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars even before taxes is a solid. Oh god, Matt. Ten years of employment. Yes. Yes. Like sure, yeah. sure. If you're saying, like, a nice, like, 50000 a year is, like, a nice mid, like, we are fine in New York, you might be a little bit Chipotle. But it's like, even in 2019, that's like, that's so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wants it just to have a night with Al. Yeah. And she even it's implied that she wants to go to the bone zone with him, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very much But it's not explicit. Like, there's no, like, written contract of, like, you owe me two orgasms. No. I want insertion or nothing. (laughs) She very much states, like... She's like, this. you're the only man who's ever pleased me, and I want it again. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much, like, the the scope of her contract. That was it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, in hindsight, I guess. Romantic, is that what you're going to say? Like, it's so Perfect. It's kind of, like, really depressing for Vanna White that, like, she's experienced all this crazy fame and fortune and experience throughout life, and the only person who ever did it for her was this, like, dude in high school. And then she goes back, and at no point, this is another thing, <laughs> at no point during the episode does she go, ugh, what am I doing? No. Yeah, she's, she's into She's just it. like, I'm gonna do it. You're the guy that I wanted, and 100% what I still want. And she's not, leave. she's... As much of a character as like the predator, you right. know, like she's got, <laughs> she's got one goal in mind. Yes, and she's like, I am here to hunt. Yes, and get my prey. But if this was the same <laughs> story on like Modern Family, which stars Al Bundy now, yeah, if some random lady showed up and his wife had to be like, oh, she's going to pay three million dollars to sleep with you. At the end of the episode, they wouldn't do it, and it would be Al activating that, and then. The woman, the millionaire or whatever, would be like, I'm really sad. This is actually what I'm trying to fill my heart with. Oh, yeah. There would be like a lesson. And then then Al would be closer to his wife. It would be a whole thing. Also, on Modern modern Family, uh, he's fucking rich as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That family is And has the most gorgeous wife and dog. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that dog. I was looking at his age. He was 42 when the show started. When the show started. When, oh, no. Oh. Children started? Mary Children. Wow. He's 49 in this episode. Can you tell me how old he is now? 72. <laughs> He's 72 years old. He kind of... 72 years old. Kind of just... He doesn't look... Like, he's definitely aged. But, like, Modern Family Ed O'Neill and Married with Children Ed O'Neill look the exact same to me in my yes. mind same. from yeah, beginning yeah. to end. Everything yeah. he shows up in, I think that's Al Bundy. What I, what I am blown away by... Uh, just a tangent of like so in Wayne's World which was 92 91, 92 he'd already been Al Bundy for like four seasons but when I watch Wayne's World I'm like oh there's Ed O'Neill before he was famous that's his first role (laughs) that's his like he was probably like a comedic actor it's like no they specifically cast hey Al Bundy come be in this movie because you're funny I was I was was with that I was with the same thing with the movie Dutch that he was in with Ethan Embry oh yeah yeah, I used to watch that a bunch as a kid, and I was like, "Oh, this is the movie he did beforehand." But that came out years later. Same yeah. with same with Kelly with that movie. Uh, Christine Applegate was in "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." Oh right. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is before she got on the Marriage no, that's Show. That's like towards the end of it, right? Later, years later. Yeah, but you, it's I, nuts. they, they I, and I'm so surprised that 
Christina Applegate, Al Bundy, and Peg have broken through their roles yeah, in Katie the show. Yeah, Katie Seagal is like... I mean, yeah, she's like gone on so many like, different crazy Futurama. things. So yeah, like, when, there's one line read in here when I was like, oh god, that's Leela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never really heard that before, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Because I don't really think of her as having, like, that specific of a voice, but right. then I like, all right, oh, yeah. oh god, there it was. But David Fassino is the only Bundy who didn't go on to do it. Well, her. I feel like he ended up in, like, reality yeah, TV. Maybe, but <laughs> yeah. Not, not but, but not yeah, he's idea. the only one who sort of like yeah. everybody else went on to go on to these all like prestigious like projects. And... So during the time when Coco's there, we didn't talk about the neighbors, Marcy. Oh yeah, I was yes. about to, yeah. So like the neighbors Marcy. come by, they like knock on the door, and there are what's her name? Marcy and Ted McGinley. Mar- <laughs> Marcy and Ted. <laughs> yeah, McGinley. what's the? Because she had yeah, she had two different husbands. Yeah, her first husband's name was Steve. Oh, does she get divorced during the show, and like a new guy comes in? Yeah, I think the guy who played her husband in the first few seasons wanted to go back to theater, so he left. <laughs> And then she gets... Well, this was like doing a new play every week, so I don't know what he was talking <laughs> yeah. about. So she gets... Yeah, he, he would come back later in different roles, but like she gets married to Ted McGinley's character. I can't remember his name now. Uh, and he uh, is a... is When they first met, she was drunk, and he's a gigolo. Oh. And so she marries a gigolo, and his name is Ted, whatever. We should watch that episode. But his last name is uh, uh, Darcy. So Marcy, right. when she wakes up the next day, she comes in, she's like, I married this guy. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. And then Al's like, oh, you married blah, blah, blah. What's your last name? And he's like, Darcy. And he's like, so you're Marcy Darcy now? <laughs> and it's the funniest joke when I was a kid. I used to die laughing. But then I would watch Roseanne. At the end of Roseanne, it would be produced by Marcy Carcy. And then I was cracking up too. I was like, is that yeah. the same person? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's Ted McGinley. And he's, he's a dumb, he's a Kelly-level idiot jiggle mm-hmm. I also want to bring this up too uh, so another Roseanne married with children thing in the season of the Connors yeah. one of the episodes an old flame of uh, Dan's that went to high school high school no I think I don't know if they ever dated but they she went to high school with Dan and Roseanne Katie Seagal <gasps> came what? on for an episode to play like the first woman that like was like, hey, I want to date you. Your wife is dead. Like, do you oh, want to like hang out? And they like went on a date, kind of. And he was like, I'm not really ready. But I wrote an article for work of just like, make this happen. Yeah. Get her back full time. She is literally the only person. Yeah. Because like she's idea. got that pedigree of like she also was on the most controversial show of all time in the late '80s, early yeah. '90s. Right. Also, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. And she can actually act and yes. be funny, whereas Roseanne never could. <laughs> well, she was. I want She's to say got that, off the deep end. I want to say yeah, Roseanne or... originally was considered for the Peg role. Really? I want to say it was Roseanne and um, Sam Kinison, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, God. Oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a different show. Sam, I, Sam was later on, on that, actually, actually on Married Children. I, was like, I want to say Al Bundy's like guardian angel in the episode. I mean, that, like, uh, that kind of makes sense, though, because like, I mean, Peg is life. such like a heightened, crazy version of this... like. Sex pot fifties like she's great. Oh, she's amazing, but it's like even like her little walk like it cracks me up. Like yeah, it's so ridiculous. The little waddle. <laughs> it's so had. ridiculous. I want to say that she brought that to the show too when they were auditioning her and bringing her in for stuff. She wanted to try to dress like a kind of trashy sixties uh, mm-hmm. wife to make fun of that. She she that was the stereotype that she yeah. was making fun of. It mm-hmm. wasn't like modern wives. It was like that wife as a as a nonsense goofball. So she brought that whole look to the show herself. Yeah. 
She, like, also, she's so tall. Yes. Like, she's such, like, a superhero looking. Also, because she's wearing a lot of, like, spandex and lycra. Yeah, and like, heels. She's always colors. in, like, crazy heels all yeah. the time. Her hair is big. Her hair is giant. Her, her cleavage is nuts. Yeah. Like, she's great. I love all of it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's so great. <laughs> so, basically, the neighbors come in, and, like, the, the gigolo, like, uses her... They they spend so much time on this bit of like he uses her thigh cream. Well, but he also like, he, he walks in, sits down right next to her, yeah. and then immediately puts his hands on her arms and starts yeah. like caressing her. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 Jesus, buddy! Your wife is also right there, uh, and so she's like, but he's like, they keep making I'm my. I'm glad life. you're here. I'm being driven to the brink of madness by my dry thighs. <laughs> I cream and I cream and I cream. But still, my pants want to stick to my thighs. They kept saying cream my pants, or cream his pants for cream in the pants. <laughs> it was kind of like the writers were like, let's just see if we can, how many times we can get cream in pants. Yeah. How many times can you say can't anus? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it ends with them, like, they insult each other, and then she, like, mounts him fully. Yes. Well, he straight up calls her a bitch. Yeah. And then she mounts yeah. him. Yeah, and then like, and then they just, like, fall out Marcy of the... and Tim yeah. McGinley fall out of the thing. And so, like, infamously, uh, the woman who plays Marcy came out, I think, in 93. And then, uh, and a lot of the jokes that Al would make about her in other episodes were about her being a lesbian. Or about her being, having no breasts. Or about her being... That's all yeah. this? Well, there's this he weird he, called, yeah, he, said, he mentions, like, she has a flat ass and that she has no board. breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Or that she put disappearing... Uh, Ink on her boobs? Vanishing cream. Some of Coco's vanishing cream on her boobs. So see, there's no boobs here. He was always making fun of her and calling her a little boy. He was always really... Like, his character was really aggressive <laughs> about... Did the actor insults. or the character come out the, as a lesbian? Uh, lesbian. The, the, the actor. Okay. The actor did. The actor who plays... I can't remember her name. Amanda. Well, Beers, there's always this... There's also this weird joke about... Um, I feel just like I did when I was a little boy and my father said, shake it, son, and the women will pay. You know, we have eight millimeter film of his father fan dancing for J. Edgar Hoover. I was like, that is such a... I'm just like, there's so much to unpack with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, so that's a whole your, other show. Your dad was a gay or like a burlesque dancer or something and was part of like J. Edgar Hoover's actual secret double life is like a right. maybe closeted maybe rumored crossdresser like right. etc a lot going on yeah um so then like the neighbors leave and then coco is gone for the next scene like where they're trying to convince him to sleep with her she's just they're i was like oh maybe they're in the bedroom no they're in the living room coco's just in the backyard <laughs> like right. she's just not she's with the dog and they're she's trying the to convince him to do this they're like dad you got to sleep with this woman this yeah. money is incredible Kelly reveals to know a lot about World War II history in yes. France, but yes. like slightly wrong. Right. Slightly wrong, but also like kind of like like smart in the way she like makes because she she said she I can't remember what the joke is, but she's There's like a good joke about, and that's why they say adieu, which is French for female deer. Yes. Which is like wrong on at least two different levels. But is, yeah, so she gets everything wrong, but like she's so good at it. She's so like good at stupid smart or yeah. smart stupid. It's like she still knew that like France surrendered to Germany. And yeah. Was like whoa, okay. She was always really great about being sincere with her family and and Bud, and then they would like make fun of her for being sincere. And we're always <laughs> feeling really bad for her about that because like 
like like we would give my sister a bunch of crap like we would like joke with her and poke fun at her and she would show that we were getting her goat and that made it even more funny and we'd mess with her so like with kelly she's always really trusting of her family except for when she's not and she's really (laughs) biting so she's she's she even though she's dumb and maybe not book smart she does win a lot on the show and so that was a scene in this episode where like she shows like I know some stuff and then it, it wraps up with except for this dumb joke that I just yeah. made because I got something wrong so she, her, characters, her characters are really great same for same for Bud like Bud is this Bud weird pervert slaps his dad twice yeah. that's what it gets like super comical where he's like you need to do this slap yeah. slap yeah. Do, it's like, yeah, you have to think about this. You want to stick around just being a man made out of fudge? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold on, kind of sad, a guy made out of fudge. Kind of, that sounds good right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really fudge. hungry. Uh, so so then he's like, yeah, we're going to sell. Then the next scene is Peg, like, packing a suitcase. Because they, yeah. like, the limo's here. They're going to a it, condo. It feels like there were three pages of the script that yeah. they just didn't shoot. Yes. It's like, all of a sudden, like, Al is in, like, his underwear, like, his, like, sleepy, sleep pants and, like, a, his undershirt. Right. On the bed, Peg's packing up, the limo's here, yes. she's going to a condo, and it's like, yes. well, just, you know where to find us, actually, you don't, because it's a condo or whatever, it's like See a nice later. resort or something. Yeah. And then Coco is there. She walks in with an overcoat on. So Coco walks in wearing what <laughs> looks like a giant men's blazer. Yes. It's It's got, like, a collar on it, and it's, yes. like, down to her knees. The proportions and like are a, very it's, strange. Yeah. It's not a trench coat. No. It looks like she's wearing, like, Shaquille O'Neal's blazer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then she takes it off. And she's wearing... So, <laughs> if you read X-Men comics, I feel like there is a scene... I'm, oh, I literally remember. There is a scene when they're, they're in the Australian Outback. It's oh. the Mark Silvestri era, and Psylocke is wearing her... She's, when she was wearing the purple and pink armor, yeah. that costume, she takes it off, and underneath, she's wearing just, like... This ridiculous, like, nighty frill thing. And then she goes swimming in it. But anyway. Frederick's a Hollywood. Yes, I was just thinking that. She, yes. It's a fembot. It is a, like, 90s comic book fembot moment. Yes. yes. It is high cut. And she also, she has a little, like, a little, like, a, like, cape kind of there's thing. There's, like, a cam, like, well, that's, like, a capey type. That also, I feel like, has a strong shoulder. Yes. Because it, like, it hangs. <laughs> yes. Well, we need some structure somewhere. Yeah, because... Put it in the shoulders. It, it, it's, it's a, it is a look. It is, it's a... The, the cut of the, of the leotard, I don't know what you call it, but it goes up <laughs> above her hips. Above her belly button where her hips are, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's a... And, and, yeah, there's just, there's ruffles in that whole there's area. There's a lot of ruffles. There's ruffles on the front. I don't, I, thing. I don't understand. Like, when I look at those things, I'm like, yeah, okay, you can see a lot of her body, but I don't understand how anyone thought this was So, sexy. like, you're wearing that, and you want to you wanna get frisky. At some point, it has to come off. Yes. Yeah. How? How? Like, there's a lot of, like... Wiggling. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now, um... Okay, now, hold on. Just, just, well, I gotta go. Just I gotta push go. it to like, the side. It's like, okay, all right, let's <laughs> just, like, Get the cape off. Get the cape off. <laughs> and, and she, like... Uh, it's the kind of outfit that if I was watching that show and my mom came in... I would be so much trouble. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely watching a softcore porn. Yeah. Like, that's why people weren't allowed to watch it. With a live audience like just, like, yelling See, and losing and, their mind. And what's funny, though, oh, is that, that... The audience talked about before. Those guys are just, like... They're just, like, one railing away from just, like, rampaging the stage. Yeah, just, like... They ugh. just cannot wait to, like, see her naked. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. So... For my household, and again, I mean, I'm a girl, so I wouldn't have gotten in trouble for it, but in my household, my dad, I'm going to say is about 
you know, maybe 40% less ridiculous than Al Bundy, but, like, kind of the same thing. Like, he got Playboys. Uh, he got Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs. What? It was all very, like, like he liked naked ladies, and this was fine and whatever. Yeah. And so, like, that was just... A, no one tried to hide it from me as a child. Like, no one, like, pushed it upon me, but it was just sort of like, your dad likes ladies. But this, like, kind of okay. thing, but this kind of scene would get moms and mom organizations, like, rallied. And they would oh, send yeah. letters in. And it would only make the show more popular because yeah. it brought more attention to the show. And the was, reason the show became a hit was because uh, they tried, like, the infamous, like, they tried to ban it. It was, like, like a mom in, like, Man- Montana or something Yeah, like it was, like, one person... Oh, God, I can't remember what episode it was. Oh, no, it was, like, a... It was like early. It was like season three. Like it literally went from no one watched the show to all of a sudden everyone watched the show and then no one stopped watching the because show. In every, because every season they tried they to renew it, it, they would send her like a cake or like <laughs> yeah. a present or something like that to say thank you for the rest of <laughs> their a, life. That's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like Al is kind of like doubt-ish. He gets into the bed and he's like, "Are oh, you on my side?" And now, oh, you you warmed up my pillow. I need a glass of water. It's a, everything's like a little bit weird. Yeah. Peg comes in. What does she do immediately? Gets him a glass of water. Yep. Fixes his pillow. Yep. I think they're meant to be together, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is all they want in life. She knows what he likes. She gets him some water, and then is like, eh. And then Dana White's just kind of sitting there in bed, half naked. Which yeah. has got to be super awkward, because I bet yeah. it's cold in that studio, too. And then she's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I guess I'll see you guys later. And then he, her and her and... I'll kind of do this like, I love you, and then leaves. And you think, oh no, it's going to happen. They're going to have sex. And she busts back in. Yeah. She's like, nuh uh, that's my name. All right, get up. Get up. That's my bed and, and my husband. Here's your check and get out. Which is actually a page of a TV guide. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And poor acting Vanna White's like, uh-uh, this is a chat from, oh, her heart. from the TV guy. He's like, oh, God, you can't yeah. act. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she gives the real check back. And then, so this is so, the this is basically the end of the episode where, so gives the check back, she leaves, they make, like, Peg and uh, Al, like, make up, then they immediately get back into bed and recreate the first scene of the episode where they're like, turn off the light, mm-hmm. they get into their side. So here's what I want. So... Where are the kids out front in a limousine? Still. Are they on the way to the condo still? still? Wait, yeah, oh, the, kid, the kids are in the condo, I'm sure, like tearing yeah, it up. Yeah, because well, like the limo's like honking for them before the scene begins. Yeah, Peg, Peg has on and her Peg, high heels, and she does not take them off. She, she doesn't get out of the cover. She immediately gets She also has on the tightest pants ever. <laughs> like there's no way you she could lay like, down. Let her hair down. She can get a glass of water for herself. Yeah, time and space work very strangely on this. It is so like, funny. She's like, I'm like, it's, it's like if right now in the middle of this, you're like, we're going to bed. But I'm like, okay, I just <laughs> like, yeah. And all the clothes that I have on, and I didn't take anything. Also, like, who's going to see Coco out? What does she bring? Like, is, yeah, she's literally just like in a nighty outside that yeah. door. Yeah, has free reign of the house, I guess. Right. Well, we know by the end that Coco, as she exits, says in a very poorly acted line that she's going to go buy Ben and Jerry's. And yes. Like, oh, God. Like, Are you going to have oh. some ice cream? So like, no, I'm going to go buy Ben and Jerry's, presumably for sex. Yeah, the two men yeah, that run like, Ben and Jerry. Or, well, I didn't know if that or was like just, supposed to be a sex thing or like a power thing. Like, I'm so powerful, I can she, buy the symbol of say ben, women's said, sadness. No, she said, I'm going to go buy Ben and Jerry. 
Not yeah. oh, not Ben and Jerry's. So yeah, it's okay. just like what what a great two gigolos named Ben and Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the episode has everything that's great about the Bundys. It's got the neighbors. It's got the family. It's got the kids messing with each other. It's got Peg and Al uh, bickering. It's got Al at his shoe store, and he's mean to an overweight woman, which always happens in the <laughs> shoe store. It's got Al remembering something differently and the possibility that he could get out of their situation, and they don't because something goes wrong. And uh, all wrapped up in a story where eventually you find out, like, oh, they all actually like each other. They only like each other. They do like each other, but I do, uh, like, I kind of really wished, like, like, because Peg's the one who comes in and is like, leave him alone. I kind of really wanted Al to be like, I mean, yeah. he, he hints at it. He hints that he's clearly not super into this. Yeah, he was and, never like, really in, he wasn't, like, they had to convince him to do it, you know. He yeah, really he, he kind of, he really only seemed to want the bragging rights yeah, of, like, this definitely. woman saying, like, yes, definitely. we had sex in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But and he didn't I, have any yeah. interest in having sex with her now. Yeah. In hindsight, when I was talking to you guys about this episode, I thought that Al did. I thought Al instigated the no. But, yeah, Al doesn't. Al, yeah. if, given given five more minutes, Al would have had sex with her. Al would have gone to Bone Zone, but then $500,000. Yeah, they'd be great. They would be so well off. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Are you ready for some must-have facts about this episode? Yeah. It's an illusion. Try, 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 and you will only come to this conclusion, love and marriage. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So ratings... Guess how many people watched this episode of television? 50,000? Is that too, too low? 21 million? 19.4 million people. 19.4 million? <laughs> yeah, 19.4 million people 50, watched this episode of television. <laughs> it's not like TV today. Yeah. yeah. It was different. Uh, so for the week, this was ranked 19th for the week. Huh. The top five shows of the week, which listeners will recognize as top five... Number five was Roseanne. Hmm. Number four was Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Three was Seinfeld. Two was Last Call Cheers. And number one was the Cheers finale. What's Last Call Cheers? Yeah, it was that? a special that aired after Cheers. What What did they do on this Is it behind the scenes stuff? Oh, no. It was, a, it was a special before, I think. Last Call was a special before where it was like a, like a retrospective. Maybe an interview, I think. Are you telling me... Wait, was this a regular show or just like a one-time No, it was thing? a one-time. Because oh, it was okay. the series finale of Cheers. Are you telling oh. me this is the same week as the series finale of Cheers? And also the same week because... Is that couple... you chose this episode? No, a couple weeks ago, I did uh, Full House Goes to Disney World, also the same week. What? So in the same week of television, Full House went to Disney World, Al almost had sex with <laughs> Vanna White, and Cheers ended. Was it Sweeps Week? 
I mean, this is May. This is the season finale time. Is that the episode of Full House where DJ thinks that her boyfriend is, is hooking up with somebody else, but it's his cousin? No. That's the episode where DJ thinks that Steve is Indiana Jones. Yes. <laughs> Wait, he's not? No. Oh. He is Aladdin, though, actually. Yes. Um, so that that is insane. And now I'll say it again. So this, the series finale of Cheers was watched by 80.4 million people. Oh, my wow, God. Wow, okay. Is it the highest ever? Uh, no, match finale. But also, I think things might have... Like, the Super Bowl this year was watched by, like, 98 million. Whoa. So. Really? Yeah. We watched it. It was yeah, awful. It that was, was, I was, hate football, and I hated that. I hated it. Was, it. it. I can tolerate... We I, made dip. We made dip when we sat down to watch it, and we both hated the it. The game was awful. The commercials were boring. That's the other thing. It's like, the, the halftime special show were garbage. Oh, God. I was angry the whole halftime show. I, yeah. I was just raging was, at the TV. Uh, yeah. I was like, why Why did he take his shirt off? He looked like, oh, God. Garbage. so upsetting. Absolutely bad. That's oh. my favorite thing. <laughs> so the Fox, the Fox Sunday night lineup of this time, which is insane. So, like, Fox had... So Fox started an hour earlier. They started their prime time at like seven. They yeah. still do. Oh. Yeah. So they had four hours Whoa. of content on Sunday night. Wait, can I interject a thought? Yeah. So this was another thing that like my young brain, because um, Fox didn't air the news. No. Or, and Not so, until like the late nineties. Right. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, it was like the news would start because I lived you know Central Time. The news would start at six. And I'd be like, oh, the news, but I could turn on Fox, and they yeah. were showing regular TV. Yeah. So again, in my brain, I was like, Fox is cool slash dumb. Yeah. Because they don't show the news. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Right. Uh, so the Fox and that lineup at this time, get ready for, it's just so many shows. Parker Lewis. Uh. Something called Shaky Ground. Right. Mm-hmm. In Living Color. Yes. Rock. Whoa. Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Herman's Head. Yes. Yes. Flying Blind. And The Edge. The Edge. So a lot of these shows only lasted one season. The one that I think is the most interesting is The Edge, which was another sketch show. So again, Fox had four hours, eight half-hour shows. Two of them are sketch shows. What? Whatever. It's so weird that the sketch shows were not next to each other. Yeah. (laughs) And so the sketch show starred... Uh, MTV personality Julie Brown, Whoa. not downtown Julia Brown, but the Valley Girl yeah, redhead yeah, Julie yeah. Brown, uh, Wayne Knight, Newman from Seinfeld, wow. oh. and Jennifer Aniston. What? So this only <laughs> lasted 18 episodes. It's called The Edge? It's called The Edge. And apparently Wikipedia says that a recurring theme was the entire cast getting killed before the first commercial break. <laughs> I like getting run over by a bus, something like Things oh like that. So that weird. sounds awesome. And I it's love that. wild to think Jennifer Aniston was on that. Yeah. She tried out for SNL, which I also like. Jennifer Aniston was actually like a comedian. And yeah. Like, you know, it, which is. I mean, she's great. So funny. I love Did her. Did she ever do stand up? <laughs> no, no. But I think she's just like a comedic actress, but she is all like an emperor. Like Lisa Kudrow was a groundling or what? Like she yeah. was like came up with Conan O'Brien doing like sketch and improv. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston seem like actors right, right, right. Who, are, who are funny. Yeah. Right. So that's just, that's wild. I, that's also like, I know Parker Lewis and I know Herman's Head. Yeah. yeah. But Rock. Rock was about a the Rock was on for three. Man. It was on, yeah, it was on for three years. Yeah, it was the guy and, who was the, 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 uh, he helped, um, on Alien Reser, no, Alien 3. He helped, uh. Oh, Charles S. Dutton. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he was convicted of murder at one point. Wait, IRL? Yeah, IRL. Yeah. Wait. Is that, wait, when? Uh, before acting. Like, he... Oh, okay. So we knew this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> if it's like, like it's fine. If it's before he was famous, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After, oh boy. Oh no, what happened? Jeez. Yeah. So on IMDb, 306 users rated this episode an 8.1 out of 10. Huh. <laughs> Higher, lower, seem right on the money. I, I, I mean, for the show, know. I'd say it's, show. It's, that's that's pretty That right. scene where Kelly passes out twice in a row trusting Bud. It is pretty yeah. good. So funny. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know it's a really weird scene, but I'm kind of really entertained by, like, all of them smelling Vanna White. Like, it's so weird, but, like, if, if that were a scene in a different show, like, now, like, on, like, an Adult Swim show or, like, a Broad City show or something, yeah. no, it would be great. It would yeah. be, like, hilarious. Yeah. Who would you say had the must-see performance in this episode? Ooh. Not Vanna White. No. Uh, <laughs> anti I feel, I feel like not Al either. He just kind of phoned it in. Al, Al's got this weird. He's a he's a weird monster. He like scrunches up his brow. And yeah, like, he's gotta... I think there's this weird thing of like Ed O'Neill default is not unattractive. Yeah, like he just makes himself he makes that way. Look, and he makes himself look that way via doing weird shit with his face mm-hmm. constantly. He frowns yeah. and pushes his teeth. Yeah, out. yeah. He makes his. It feels like he makes his eyes so close together. And, like, his mouth so far up. He's just, it, yeah, it's just upsetting. Yeah, he's, it's it's an affect. Um, but I would say probably, in this episode, Christina Applegate, specifically. Yeah, I th- yeah. Between the yeah. fall and then when she talks about the, yeah. the World War yeah. II stuff. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. A, it's a good bit, yeah. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I feel like she gets it a lot. Like, I feel like. Right. I mean, in this show, she's just, like, a really great. Also, she's so great on Friends. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I sometimes think about just sending flowers to the casting director that cast Reese Witherspoon yes. and Christina Applegate yes. as Jennifer Aniston's I'm, sisters. I'm so kind of like, bummed because it's like, if I could think of like spinoffs, like if I could have a spinoff of like just uh, that family that's, just doing shit. Also the fact oh my that God. Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are doing this like super long in development Apple like morning news show yeah. drama show. I'm like, no, no, guys. We want you to play the Green Sisters. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of spinoffs. Bring in Christina Applegate. We're good. Speaking of spinoffs, one of the spinoffs from Married Children was a Matt LeBlanc show. What? Where it was him and his dad. I think he showed up on Married Children dating Kelly and then leaves and he's, he goes back to his apartment with his dad. That show didn't work out. I think it was only like seven episodes. So they spun that off. What? Into another show with Matt LeBlanc and a buddy of his, so like two Italian goofballs. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think in total it was like maybe nine or ten episodes. We of, gotta track these of down. Two different shows that spun off of *Married with Children*, starring Friends. Matt I LeBlanc. think the the pre-Friends career of all six of them is fascinating to yeah, me. Yeah. Like Lisa Kudrow appeared in the series finale of *Newhart* huh. as like one of the uh, one of the two non-speaking Daryls. Right. She's <laughs> like one of their girlfriends in like oh. the end episode. And I think Bob Newhart just liked her. So then in his next sitcom, Bob, she comes back as, like, a kind of recurring character. As, yeah. like, a really, like, weird nerdy girl. And huh. she's hilarious in it. Huh. And it's like, I just, I love that. And then she got Friends. Well, then she got Mad About, Mad about you. you. Which they carried over to Friends, which yeah. was such a good, like, And she was also... Move. She got that before Friends? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's why they, like, add her in. Because, like... Um, they, they well they they straight up like have her have a twin sister yeah, and then they, is... they do that whole bit and she's just like the character from Mad About You and then at one point Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt Helen Hunt comes in Helen Hunt her little her little friend she's a short lady I don't know what her name is they come <laughs> into the Central Park and they see Phoebe there and they're just like is that her 
they walk over and it's like, can we get a seat? And then Phoebe's like, yeah, whatever. And turns around and it's like, yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also Phoebe, Lisa Kudrow, was originally cast as Roz on Frasier. I think, like, oh. I think Mad About You and Frasier might have started at the same time. She was cast as Roz on Frasier. They, like, shot the pilot into the table read and it did not work and she was fired. Huh. And then I think she got Mad About You and then she got friends. So, Lisa Kudrow's over. Uh, must other people see this episode of Married with Children? I think if you're interested in Married with Children, this is a good one to watch. Yeah, Ricky just basically gave the sales pitch of like it has everything you need. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it covers everything. There are other episodes that are also fantastic. But if I had to guess, no, if I had to put together a top ten list of episodes for people to watch who've never seen the show before, not to get them to continue watching the show, just be like, this is what the show's about. Yeah, this would be in the top ten. Okay, there there are a handful of other ones I listed to you guys before that I also stand by, but like. <laughs> This this is one of my favorites. Yeah, for a bunch of different reasons. But it does really kind of capture what the show's about, for sure. And now for the last segment. Gotta actually probably get this out before I move. <laughs> okay, let's read from the great TV sitcom book by Rick Mitz. Wait, does this go up to... This is a huge uh, textbook-sized book about every sitcom that aired between 1949 and 1983. I want to smell it. We will read about one and talk about one that never made it. Um, Pick a year between 1949 and 1983. 82. 81? 82. No, we'll go with 82. 82. 82. That was Ricky's birth year. Okay. Do you want to hear about Filthy Rich? Filthy Rich. Oh, okay. Go for it. This summer spoof on Dallas was an instant hit, and an almost an almost as instant flop. When CBS aired several episodes of the sitcom during the summer of 1981, the ratings went through the roof, number one of the Nielsen's. Reviewers were aghast because they thought the show was so dreadful and so many people were watching it. They got their retribution when they, when they still thought the show was dreadful during the 82-83 season, but few enough people were watching it to jeopardize existence, its existence. Here's what all the fuss was about. <laughs> An old southern codger, Slim Pickens, dies and leaves his fortune to his illegitimate son, Wild Bill Westchester, played by Jerry Harden, and his harebrained wife, Bootsy, played by Ann Wedgworth, formerly of Three's Company. Prior to his death, the old goat had videotaped his will, and we got to see all his loony heirs gather at his Memphis mansion and bicker about the loot. Naturally, the family doesn't get along, but the deceased stipulated that they must get along or no dough. His <laughs> widow Kathleen, Delta Burke, oh, is not amused by any of this, especially the fact that Wild Bill got the money. That night, Bill and Bootsy are celebrating in their bedroom, lustily whooping it up. <laughs> Carlotta, the head vamp and money grubber played by Dixie Carter, says, I'm going to call the animal shelter and have them taken away. Carlotta has no time for Kathleen's complaints and says, Spare us the hysterics. If sex were fast food, you'd have an arch over your head. (laughs) Said the New York Times, Filthy Rich has the distinction of being the most vulgar and raunchy new show of the season, but not for long. Keep reading. I don't know why it says keep reading, but whatever. There's, There's no more. So that sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but good for Delta Burke. She's stuck it out. Yeah, she, she survived that. Yeah, <laughs> Zonny one was nearby. Yeah. Uh, would you guys watch a reboot of Filthy Rich? Uh, yeah, honestly, that's a prim- doesn't it sound like Arrested Development. Like, yeah, like Arrested I mean, Development. yeah, it would depend on the cast, yeah. the cast and the showrunner. I might be into that. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I mean, or, like Shit's Creek's doing great. And yeah, you know. Or if it was about vampires, think about that. Everything you just said, but you're well, like, CW would buy or it. if it was Filthy Rich and it was about pigs. 
Yeah. Like they're filthy. Like it's, it's like anima, anima, animographic pigs. Animographic. <laughs> Anamorphic. Wait. <laughs> Anthropomorphic. <laughs> no, anamorphic is good. Or animor animorphs. Animorphs. Uh, they turned it from kids to pigs. <laughs> like, what if we just watch animorphs? <laughs> so yeah, guys, filthy rich begat designing women, yeah. which begat animorphs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's very logical. So, where can people find y'all online if they want to talk about my southern accent that comes when I read about Memphis, um, <laughs> married with children, or just other things? Sam's at... Uh, I'm Samicorn, like as in unicorn, but with a Sam, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Chat me up. What, what? And I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Ricky Purden, <laughs> R-I-C-K-E-Y. P-U-R-D-I-N, right? It's just pretty basic. Yeah, that's how you spell your name. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. And that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests, Sam Walker and Ricky Purden, for dropping by and talking about Married with Children with me. Next time, I'll be discussing the Gilligan's Island episode, Pass the Vegetables, Please. Pass the Vegetables, Please is in Season 3 of Gilligan's Island. It is Episode 3 of Season 3. And you can stream Gilligan's Island on Amazon Prime Video. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet at me at at MustHaveSeenTV. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook and Tumblr at MustHaveSeenTV. And if you like what you've heard, please review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song is Apollo Throwdown by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to all y'all for listening, and I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.